Hello and welcome back to Living in Love 24-7, the podcast. It's your girl, Sparkle, and we got Casey in the building. Hey, everybody. And in today's Love Talk, we are talking about love from a different time. And we have guests with us today to help us with this conversation. And that is Mr. and Mrs. Sutton. So David is a multi-potentialite. And Rhonda is a certified coach with over 30 years of uh, 30 years experience as an educator. So thank you, um, David and Rhonda, for joining us. Welcome. Well, thank, thank you. you We're happy us. to be here. My words. Shut up. <laughs> 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 oh, so this is what we're about to get into right here. <laughs> so let's get started. I'm just excited. I'm like just ready to jump in. How long have you been married? You want me to answer? Yes, you answer. Because I know the story. Know. She doesn't know. <laughs> we've been married for 40 years. We've been together for 46 years. Wow. Yeah. Most right. We, we all like, wow. That's <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Oh, most of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, uh, just in summary, your love story. You said you know the story. Tell the story. So let me tell you, I'll tell you the truth. Okay. (laughs) Remember, the truth has two sides. Okay. (laughs) Both (laughs) times. The first time she saw me and I saw her and her family, we were going on the vacation to Antigua and uh, we were at LaGuardia Airport. Kennedy. International, LaGuardia. international Kennedy. Like I said, Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So we were at the airport online getting tickets to go to a flight to Antigua, and um, I seen her and her family. Of course, I was dressed, so they all paid attention to me. You know, I was sharp. <laughs> and, um, we we went to Antigua. We happened to stay at the same location. I went with a cousin of mine that invited me. Um, we were going together. It was I didn't know you trip. people. It doesn't matter whether you knew us or not. It was a group trip. She said the beginning. Okay. Don't interrupt my I'm story. Sorry. It's my Go story. Ahead. Go ahead. So we went. We were at the um, airport, and we went to. We went on the group trip. It was my cousin invited me to go. Rhonda and her family were there, and um, when we got to the resort, I made sure that they understood that I was the person they needed to know. So I introduced myself to her entire family, and they loved me from the moment, except for her. The whole family loved me. So I even. Had to talk to her mother before she spoke to me. Didn't know her mother was her mother, but at the time was okay. <laughs> Your size? That's that's his story. Okay. <laughs> so parts of it is very true. Most of it, I would say, is true. Um, I did not like. I didn't want to talk to him. Didn't get very rude. Him. I wasn't rude, but yeah, that's how we met. And that's what started it. We returned from Antigua, and he came to my house the very next day. And we've been together since then. Because her sister gave me the address. <laughs> wow. Wow. So let me ask you this. What was it just initially, you know, about Mrs. Sutton where you felt, hey, they need to know me? Or oh, I, I need to them. go over I, there. I saw them. They were, it was a nice family of all women. And um, I happen to have the gift of gab, still a little bit. Um, so I made sure that I introduced myself to her cousins and her grandmother and her sister and some other people that were in the group. And um, I happened to just talk to them. And they were very talkative. Of course, my wife <laughs> didn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. So the question she asked was, what attracted you to me? You didn't answer <laughs> the quiet. question. She was nice and quiet. So I figured I can talk to her because she was quiet and she would listen to me. 
So let me go infiltrate the family first. (laughs) And then once I get back at the family on my side, then I can get her. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you had like a little sneak attack. That was... (laughs) (laughs) I came through the back door. (laughs) Okay. And I Um, found out that we were 10 blocks from each other at the time. I didn't know they lived 10 blocks from me. Wow. When I met them. So that's why I was at out the next day. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. So you so you live, you're in over in another country where you met and come back and we're right around the corner from each other. Like how yes. how amazing is that? And it was meant oh, to be. right? And over 40, <laughs> let's say, you know, 40 46 years, how have you maintained your love for each other, you know, over the decades? That's a long time. I'm special. <laughs> that is true. I was going to say, Rhonda would say, I know she's about to say, that is true. <laughs> that is true. He is special. But I think, um, and I don't think, I know that, and, and I listened to your, um, not the latest episode, but the first episode, and you talked about the two different kinds of love. And I think that that's a part of the love over the years, is that it started off as this infatuation, you know, um, but then it grew to be compassionate love. Like, I love him beyond all measures, right? And I would do anything for him, but I would do anything for him, but... Um, it, it transitioned into that. So it's not, and I wouldn't say that there's still not passion there, but the love actually changes as it grows over the years. And it's not always that infatuation. So, you know, letting go of that. Um, it's not realistic. Yeah. That unrealistic view of love that it's always going to be this infatuation. It's not going to always be that, no, you, <laughs> you know, work. it's going to shift because a relationship is hard work. It's, mm. it's not this, fantasy that we see on tv it's it's real it's real yeah that's a good point honestly because i know a lot of you know people in my generation and just young people i talk to in general you know kind of say like oh they they want the butterflies they want this this like you said fairy tale stuff that they see on tv and uh like you said in the other episode we talked about the different type of love it's passion and compassion the two different types that if you have a relationship and you want to make it work, they're going to go through those different transitions. But the, the key is you got to make it work, right? You got to stick it out. And 40 years is a long time of sticking it out. <laughs> you got to be aware of what you're doing and, and you got to be present most of the time. If you're not, mm. You miss a lot of things. If you're not paying attention, you're not present. Even if you disagree with them, if you know what's going on, you make the adjustment. I see. You don't make adjustments, you can't be together. I don't care who you are. That's deep. Absolutely. And w- would you say, was there ever a time in your relationship where you felt, you know, like you wanted to throw in the towel, that this is just not working for us? Not for me. No. I would say that I don't know what gets if, you if, to that point yeah, if, if you're in a relationship, If you, if you right? throw in the towel, that doesn't mean you're not on the same page. If right. you throw in the towel, mm. you didn't talk about it. If you mean something happened that you never had a conversation about and it just shocked you and you're like, I'm done. And that means that you're not connected. You're not paying attention. You don't know what's going on. So I know what's going on in her life. She knows what's going on in my life. We do something separately. We do a lot of things together. But if you don't talk, there is no relationship. So you get shocked when you don't talk. Absolutely. I also think that there is, you know, when you are thrown in the towel, it's because you had an expectation. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you were expecting something, right? Um, and when that expectation wasn't, didn't come to fruition, it wasn't fulfilled, then you're just done. Well, you know, you don't have, there's nothing left for you because you were li- living for that expectation. But if you have an expectation, you need to talk about it so that it could be fulfilled. And yes. if that's what you want, then you don't get that moment where you want to leave because you never said what you wanted. You got to say what you want. If you don't tell me what you want, you're not getting it. Bingo. There you go. We're not mind readers. You know what I'm saying? On both sides. So you got to be able to talk and communicate what it is that you need from each other. That's key. Right. And, you know, and the reason why, it's one of the reasons why I ask that is a lot of times people go into relationships still with that what if mind, that what if mindset. Oh, I'm saving or I have to have this separately because you never know. Or I'm going to do this and have this over here because what if it doesn't work out? You know, even though we say we're going to be together forever, we're going to commit ourselves. Well, what if? You know, and I think as long as you're going to the what if, there's no commitment, Mm. right? Because the commitment is you're going all in. Yes. Commit to something. I'm going all in and I'm going in with an open heart. So that I and without the expectation, because if I don't have expectations and I'm and I have an open heart, I can accept. I may not always agree, but I can accept. I can accept you for who you are, you know, and what you bring to the relationship. Nothing but happiness. You should say oh, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but happiness. Wow. Oh, That's wow. interesting. Let, let me just ask really quickly. So you're talking about the expectation, Rhonda. So can you clarify for the listeners, is the expectation you're saying not to have, is it on the partner or on the relationship? I think both. Okay. You can't have a relation, uh, an expectation on either, right? Got if I'm giving him responsible for something, if I have an expectation, that means I'm holding him, him responsible for something. I myself am not. I, I, that means I'm not fulfilled. I don't know how to make myself happy. I don't know how to send for myself, right? Um, and so I can't put that expectation on him. And then even the same thing with the relationship. If I put an expectation on the relationship, I haven't centered myself. I don't know who I am and what I want. When I know who I am and what I want, then there's no expectation for me to hold on either the relationship or the, my spouse because I'm going to get what I want if that is what I want to fulfill. I'm, I'm not relying on somebody else to do that for me or the relationship to do that for and me. And it's easy to be with me anyway. So it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, every day is a joy for you. You need to express that to the press. That's why you're still okay. here. E- every day. Oh, my goodness. Joy for me. Please let it know because you got to be happy, girl. I don't got to. <laughs> I'm here. Got to be anything yeah, but what I want. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Mr. Sutton says, I am here. What more could you need when you wake up in the morning? That's right. Right. Okay. It's a lovely day. That's what she's saying. It's every a morning. lovely day. I am your roses. <laughs> and the weeds. Don't leave my <laughs> Because the roses and the weeds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mr. Sutton says, he's a rose, the weed, the water, the sun. But all you got to do is wake up. <laughs> it's a lovely day. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. I I have a question. I would like to know, what would you say is maybe not the biggest, but one of the challenges that you've had to overcome in your relationship? And how did you do that? You come think, in the, think I, first. I, I already you, know my how answer. How do you have an answer for a question you're just hearing for the first time? <laughs> because I'm present. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, 
You've the challenge for me, no. Oh. But, uh, some of the challenge. The challenge was to become an adult. When we started out, we were we were young kids. Mm. And we, didn't have, we had no desire to have children right away. That was something that we didn't want to do. We um, a bunch of us got married around within a year or two of each other. My homies, because I've known them for sixty years. She don't have no friends, just me. <laughs> um, I, as I grew up, well, we all got married within one or two years of each other. So we've been married, and um, most of us have stayed married to the same partner for forty years. Um, a couple of our friends have not. Mm-hmm. But in, in the transition, what you have to do as a child is to understand... As a child? As a young person. Oh, so you okay. call me a kid, I'm so... Okay, as a young person, mm-hmm. you have to start to understand what family makeup is because I didn't grow up in a family with a mother and father. I was in the house with 13 people with my grandmother. However, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to always... Go ahead. I always wanted to be... Uh, part of a, a nucleus of a family with a husband, wife, and children and have a, the white picket fence and have fun and make sure the kids were happy and make sure that we always did things together, which is what we've done, you know, I think. Um, so the, the challenge was to become an adult and to be responsible. And when I was a younger person, I was not responsible. I wasn't taught to be responsible, but I knew that I never had a father, so I wanted to be the best father that I could be. And... Um, the best husband that I could be because I didn't have any models of uh, other than my friends, you know, a, a relationship between a man and a woman on a daily basis and to care about somebody and to make sure they, that you treat them the way you want to be treated and respect them. Mm, that was good. a challenge for me to become, you know. Yeah, I, and so for me, I think the challenge was being, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So being able to open up and be vulnerable to someone and and trust that they are stable and 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 can handle that vulnerability that's a good one you Go know ahead, i just want to <laughs> <laughs> so okay so i'm a relationship coach i i literally just left a couple like I literally dropped the mic, walked out. Because I, I told them, I said, the reason that she is not open and it's not available to come to you because she does not trust you, you know, with how you're going to handle her feelings and her vulnerabilities. You know, she needs to know that she can trust you with that. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, vulnerability, trust, communication, all tied into the same thing. I need to know that I can trust you Mm-hmm. you know, in order to be vulnerable with you. And I also Not, think it's understanding mm-hmm. what that trust looks like, right? Because my definition of trust was not his definition of trust, right? And, mm-hmm. and we, I don't know if we would ever have the same exact definition, but I needed to understand what, what trust meant for him and what that looked like, right? And then was I okay with what that looked like? You know, right. It didn't make me feel safe. Did it make me feel comfortable? His way of trusting. Um, mm. and, and I think that was something to understand and learn, too. Yeah. I taught her that. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He is that, special. Just know he's special. <laughs> no, that, that is that's very good. That, and that's that is super interesting. Like, seriously, um, I think that that is keys for listeners, seriously. And I think that it seems over the 40 years that you guys have been married, it seems that communication has worked because you have communicated. And I think that's what people miss the point. If you don't communicate, you there cannot be longevity. There cannot be the trust. There cannot be anything other than 
people wanted to throw in a towel <laughs> because you know you're having a problem when you don't commit. yeah exactly it's in your own little space and everybody's in their little space and looking down at their phone constantly so you're not paying attention nor are you speaking at dinner with your phone mm. be present y'all be present <laughs> better be present you may miss something yeah and i think too it's um about understanding what again what does communication look like too right because for me I'm a talker right so I wake up in the morning and I say good morning and I start the conversation he's not he's he gives me one word answers first thing in the morning right now that could be something that sends me spiraling right because he's not communicating the way I communicate I learned I had to learn that that's his way. He's not going to talk and be very talkative first thing in the morning. So when I want to have a real serious conversation, it's not going to be first thing in the morning because I know I'm mm. not going to get the response that I, I'm not going to get the interaction that I need to have that kind of conversation. Gotcha. So just even knowing, you know, his quirks and he knows my quirks helps with that communication also. So why mm. are you kind of talking to me every morning? <laughs> <laughs> We talk every morning. Oh, goodness. I talk and you give one word answers or grunts. Wow. So, okay, I have a question then. And uh, the question is, and Rhonda or David can answer first. Um, how has the other in, enhanced your life in your marriage? Oh, you don't want to answer that one first? Oh, <laughs> I want you to be happy oh, okay. in your so, answer. I will say I am an introvert and David is an extrovert. And that right there enhanced my life, right? Because mm. it allowed me to come outside of my in being an introvert. Mm. Even though there are times when um, I say, you go, because like, I just can't. That, that's, <laughs> I don't have the energy for that today. <laughs> so go ahead on and, and have fun. I'll see you when you get back. I'll be here. Um, because I do know that extrovert things can drain me significantly because I prefer to just be quiet, you know, um, and he's not that way. So I'm that has helped to stretch me um, at times. And then at times I know, nope, I'm not, I can't deal with that today. I don't have the energy for that. So I think that's one way in which he has enhanced me. How have I enhanced you? Well, that's easy. So she has enhanced me by allowing me to be myself, being who I am, and allowed me to do things right or wrong. Um, when I tried different businesses and different things, she was always had my back, regardless of what it is. We even made like cookies and candy and all that kind of stuff as a business. And she's like, okay, whatever I say I'm going to do, she's, she's always got my back. I can count on 100% every time. I only have to say, you know, I want to do this. She's like, go ahead and do it. Right. Wow. That that is uh, very positive for me because I try a lot of things. Right. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> that is definitely right. good. Support. That is key too. Supporting one another yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. How else do you enhance me? Well, because I'm here, make you happy. Every oh time you get goodness. up, you get Listen, to cook for me. You stop can make singing the song. You can cook for him. <laughs> I want you to remember every day. I, I remember. It's 46 years, remember? Wow. I remember. <laughs> okay, so so tell us then, tell us, um, so over the years, I can imagine, so let me just give you a quick little, you know, in the episode, uh, episode three, we did talk about what heartbreak teaches us. What do, what do heartbreak teach us, right? And we were talking about some things that we actually learned from our own experiences, Casey and myself. 
And my question for you guys is over the 40 years that you've been together, have you experienced um, any heartbreak in the marriage? Um, and if you have, how have you overcome the hurt and still been able to push forward in, in life and in the marriage and still be great partners and still make it work and still be, you know, where you are today, happy in love? So let me answer first. <laughs> I, um, I, I have not experienced heartbreak in our marriage. And I say that because, again, there were no, I didn't have expectations. It was disappointments, right? Okay. I experienced disappointments. Um, but I can't say heartbreak because heartbreak to me is like devastating, you know. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have that. I think devastation would have caused me to throw in the towel. Um, so I've had disappointments. Um, and as with all disappointments, you know, you experience the emotion. And for me, it's about just experiencing the emotion fully, letting it pass, because I know it's a moment in time. It's not a lifetime. And so allowing that emotion to pass. And I just said to him, too, the other day, I said, you know, when we got married, somebody gave us a card. And in the card, they wrote, never go to bed angry. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. And so I try to make that like important to me that I never go to bed angry. So we may have something may happen and I'm disappointed, but before I go to bed, I make sure that I've gotten over that disappointment, right? So that I'm not going to bed angry or upset in any way. How about mm. you? Do I go to bed angry sometimes? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I do. I, if I, if I get an attitude, I got an attitude and as it is what it is. So, um, I, I've always, I'm never shady about my attitude. I'll tell you exactly what I want and why I'm mad. Oh, no, you throw lots of shade. I throw shade. Yeah, yeah you throw shade. My attitude. <laughs> you throw but, lots I mean, of shade. But, Come on. But um, I, I go to bed with it and I'm good. I, and my, the way I deal with my dysfunction of being mean or evil is I be quiet. Are you mean? No. Oh, well, are you evil? Well, I'm saying I'm not either. Okay. But sometimes you take it that way if I'm not talking. Oh. So... Okay. When, when, when my way of making her pay more attention is to be quiet. Mm. Because if I'm quiet, then she want to know, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you in? <laughs> I'll be quiet. Now you're, going, now you're paying attention. Now I have your attention. Here's what I need, or here's what I want you to do, or here's what I'm thinking about. Because you're not focused, and you haven't paid attention when I walked in the room. You didn't look up and say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> The man that lost his mind. I'm telling you too. He <laughs> he look up and pay okay. No, I he has lost his mind. <laughs> I walk in the room. I'm telling you, I see no, that that is, but that's real. That is real, though. We absolutely appreciate um, just giving us the real because people they like we said they think that it's all you know just fairy tales, and it's not. Relationship is work. It's understanding. It's yeah, I got an attitude, and I'm gonna be upset, and you just gonna have to deal with it, or we're gonna talk about it before we go. It's all of that and more. So like. This, I think our, our listeners need to hear this and understand this and, and see a real relationship now over 46 years plus, right? Because nowadays I will tell you that's not common. And, and you know what I'm saying? Now, at this time, it's not common. People are absolutely getting together and just like at the, the first sign of trouble, first sign of, you know, any little thing, they're ready to run and jump ship and go on to the next. So, so right. we, we, people don't, right. our, our kids don't get to see relationships that have lasted this long and get to and understand how you have to work for it. Yeah. They don't get to see that every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think that is true. When you think about relationships today, people are quick to jump shit, but I think it, it does mean, I think 
I think, and maybe just women, I, I can't speak for a man, but I do yeah. think many women believe that a commitment is giving a part of themselves up. Mm. And I don't think you, you have to give, I didn't give up any part of myself. Mm. I'm, still who, I'm still me, right? And I'm still who I am. And there's space in this relationship for me to be me. There's space in this relationship for him to be him. Um, so I don't give up a part of myself. We do compromise, right? I don't always get my way. You know, that's selfish. <laughs> if, mm. if a person thinks they're always going to have things go their way. No, we have, we've come to some compromises about things. We, sometimes we do it his way. Sometimes we do it my way. Sometimes we mash them together, you know, and figure out how to make it work so that we both feel that we're getting our needs met. But it's about being able to um, make the commitment without feeling like you're giving up yourself or part of yourself. Mm. Mm. We need sweet. Well, I need the coaches to talk. How do we do that? Because <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting. I'm waiting. Like how? How? Please tell me how. Because no. you know, in relationship, you know, I feel the same way. I, I in, in a lot of I have struggled with that, and I have uh, you know verbalized that to my coach to you know just family members. Yeah, I believe that I'm not the only one that has struggled with that. But it is. It does seem hard to be in relationship and give so much of yourself into that. Like, I feel like that's what I do. And I feel like in doing that, I'm absolutely losing myself. So I don't know how to do it any other way where I have a different feeling. Yeah. I, um, I, I think that a lot of times when talking to people who have gone through divorce are they're at a place where they are devastated and thinking about, you know, throwing in a towel. One of the things they often say is that I don't know who I am anymore because they have put in so much more so much more into their relationship, you know, and then into their self. And you're more than just a wife. You're more than just, you know, a girlfriend, you know, a partner. You know, you have, you have your own desires and your own needs. And because you commit yourself to someone else, doesn't mean you have to lose the commitment with yourself. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's it. <laughs> I truly think that's <laughs> But if you don't tell the person what you want them to be or what you expect from them, you have to tell them. You have to tell us what you want. You can't say, well, I want to be in this fantasy lifestyle and I want to live this life. Don't tell me that's what you want. Because if that's what you want, I'm like, well, I can't deliver that, but I can make you happy. I can't make your fantasy come true, but I can make you happy. And if you if you want me to be lovey-dovey, tell me that. I'm going to tell you I'm not lovey-dovey. Or I am lovey-dovey. We can do you know what you want to do. But at the same token, if you do not say what you want, you can't expect it. And that conversation has to happen before the marriage. Yeah, it's those again, like expectations. Yeah. You know, not only this is what I need from you, but this is what I need for me. Right. And you know, if you're not okay with the things I need to do for myself, like you said, you both do things individually because you still have to keep your own self happy. You know, at the end of the day, I can expect you to make me happy fully. Right. You know, so having those conversations early on, this is what I expect from you. Right. You know, are you able to feel that so we can know not to even go down this road of commitment and marriage, you know, but also this is what I need for myself. I need time alone. I need to go vacation with friends or I need to, you know, do these things and make that clear early on in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Have that conversation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think ego plays a big role in this too. You know, um, <laughs> if I'm centering my ego, then my ego doesn't allow me to let go mm-hmm. of trying to be the center of everything. Right. Um, my husband has a big ego. Mm. <laughs> he has a big ego and he can take up a lot of space but I have to know to say hey 
cut back, you know, fall back a little bit because this is too much. But I got to know I, I need to be able to say that to him and that he can hear it when I say it too. you know, wow. some people aren't going to hear that, that that won't land for them really well, that somebody else telling them they got a big ego and kind of step mm. back. That, that doesn't land well for them sometimes. Mm. But if you don't have those conversations, like before you walk down the aisle, you know. Wow. I mean, but how? I, oh, my goodness. So that is crazy. I want to know how if when Rhonda has done that, how have you received that truly? Like, have you ever felt like, OK, that's an attack on me because I may not feel that I have a big ego. And if that's the case, how do you address that so that you keep the peace? Well, let me let me answer first before he answers, because I know always. what he's going to say. <laughs> Go ahead, say because I've said things similar to that. As a matter of fact, we had a conversation last night, too. And I've said I said things to him and I followed up with how did you hear that? Mm, OK. Right. Clarity. I needed to be really clear how he heard it. Because I, I, I've had exper- enough experiences with him to know he can hear things not the way I intend them. And he hears it very differently. So how did you hear that? And then let's unpack how you heard that, right? Got it. Okay. I'm always under therapy. I'm always... <laughs> so I'm, I'm careful with my answers because a lot of times I don't say the right words. And I say, the, I'm not going to say the words you want me to say the way you want me to say them, but you understand where I'm coming from. So when you say I have a big ego, I don't have a big ego. I have you a personality. Have a personality. That, mm-hmm. that is a big personality. Okay. That can a, fill the room, I, right? I guess so. You know that. Yeah, you yeah. said that. You say that. Oh, you don't but, think so? I said the I party don't start until you get there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know him. <laughs> you, are, you are the party. <laughs> oh, man. Most of the time, I, it's because I'm a nice person. <laughs> she doesn't even know you. She knows you the like of the party. <laughs> but I think that also ties into trust. That you know when she's saying it, hey, you have a big ego, you know that she's saying it with love. It's not a jab or anything like that. So you trust that and you receive it. Right. I respect her um, opinion of me, even though sometimes she's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he doesn't agree, you know. If she tell me I'm doing too much, I sit down. I'm I'm okay with that because, you know, it's only a a moment. It's a moment in time. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to worry about you thinking I'm having a good time right now. I'll sit down if that's what it is. Or if you want me to fall back from being too boisterous or whatever, I say, okay, and I sit back. And now I learned something from Sparkle. I say all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, what is that? Sparkle spent for just this piece. Right Sparkle. Three words. He now says, I see. When it comes to anything that, <laughs> that he has, um, you know, I guess wanting to just keep the peace on. Because a lot of times I just say, I don't know, it's just a part of my conversation piece. But when I'm talking to people and they say something, I'm like, oh, I see. I see. So now David has has definitely adopted that. <laughs> has adopted that, and that's really really good. But I, I I absolutely hear what you guys are saying. This is it's therapy for me for sure, and I tell Rhonda that all the time as well because uh, we have spoken so many different times about relationships and all of that. And to see someone married, a couple married for forty years, and you and you have not seen that before, it is amazing. It is definitely amazing. And you can learn so much, especially if you are in a relationship 
um, you learn how to be better. You take tips, you take pointers, yes. you listen, um, you pay attention and you ask questions if you do not know. And I think a lot of people, honest to God, really, really, really need to have people in their lives that are where they want to be. And so when I say that, if you are trying to be married or you want to be in a relationship and have longevity and then you need to surround yourself with those type of people, right? Yeah. Who are in that same space and who are doing those same things. And that can apply to your career, to your education, whatever it may be. Right. Surround yourself with those people because then that's how you learn how to get there because right. they're already there. <laughs> married 46 yeah. years, you know, they're already there. And I have learned so much and I, this is definitely, definitely good for sure. Yeah, and I think that's a part of, of our longevity, too. As he said earlier, you know, we had a, we were a group of friends. There were six couples um, and we were always together. We did everything together. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had that synergy from just the collective group that we were all striving to be this. You know what we were trying to become. We were all working in that same direction. So we always had that support group, too that we could always fall back on, right? And, and you mm-hmm. find that couples that are not communicating well usually fall out. Yeah. You know, if you're in a group true. of people that are always doing things and you're not getting along. Like, imagine me going in the room and telling people how my wife is on my nerves and I can't do this and she could, and you and you just down a, a female that you're with, then you don't belong with her. Right, no, right. No reason to tell somebody else that your old lady is, you know, causing you drama because maybe you're the drama. Mm. 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 That's a word. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not the driver. That's what I can say. <laughs> that is good. So I got a couple other questions for you guys, right? So, um, what would you tell your your younger selves uh, about love and about marriage? If if you could see your younger selves right now, the young David, the young Rhonda, like what would you tell yourselves, you know, about love and marriage? Knowing what you know now. To believe more in yourself, believe in what you your, in your in your heart, believe who you are, because you're gonna always you're gonna pretend in the beginning to be this and be that, and you're gonna be you're gonna show up with the roses and all that. You're not gonna do that for the rest of your life. You're gonna do it on occasion. So you, you're not you're gonna go out because it's new. When you get into a new relationship, you do all the good things like I told you last time. <laughs> now you come out, you go in the room, they got the thing on their head, they come out with a t-shirt that's all cut up and you got to be cool with that. Otherwise, you know, so <laughs> you got to be patient and you got to understand that believe in yourself, believe in the person that you picked as your spouse or your loved one and understand that they are presenting their best self to you and it's not always going to be high style. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be Gucci every day. No, I am not waking up. Look, I'm not waking up at four before he wakes up you to should. put on makeup and comb my hair and lay back down so that he can see, think I woke up like this. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> you're going to see me when I, I go to bed with my bonnet on and you're going to see me wake up like that with my bonnet on. <laughs> but I also think too that, and a point that he made is just believing in yourself. Like I, the part of the story that we didn't tell is that I met him when I was really young. Um, so and I. so that means he has been the only man in my life, right? So man. to be able to, could you <laughs> tell my part without your commentary? Yes, ma'am. So to be able to sustain, <laughs> even I think that, to be able to be in a relationship for that long with one person and that being your only person, right? Um, shows a level of belief in myself and who I am and and. Mm -hmm. We had this conversation last night. He thinks I'm righteous, but Mm -hmm. I have a real strong, I've always had a very strong idea about who I am. Mm -hmm. And 
I've walked that walk my entire life. So there have been times where he's wanted to do things. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that. I don't care. That's not that. I'm not doing that. That don't match who I am. I'm not doing that. So I think just being able to be really grounded in who you are really helps you to sustain the relationship also and, and keep, you know, remain intact too with who you are. Which is why I still fill the room. Mm. <laughs> That is so important because, you know, and I'm going to speak for myself. I know going into a relationship, um, I felt like initially that, like you said, Rhonda, I was not grounded in myself. And when you're not grounded, you allow yourself to do so many different things and be so many different people. And you bend and you break and you you flex and you become all these different things and, and give so much. That's where you end up losing yourself because you, ha- you, you have not been grounded before you walked into that thing. Yeah. And you you you've been trying to maneuver and fix and, and and mesh and make it be all that it's not supposed to be because you're not being you, right? Right. And so you struggle so much in relationship, just really trying to identify yourself, and then on top of that, you struggle with trying to identify what the relationship is going to be and how it's mm-hmm. supposed to be and what. So you that is so important to be grounded in who you are prior to even going into anything that will save you so much work and heartache and so much turmoil because then you'll be you know four five 15 years down the road and you guys are just now getting to who you supposed to be (laughs) and just now decided to get married because we are finally in sync and we are finally at this place where we probably could have been you know 15 years ago had we done some things differently and identified who we truly are at first and then what we want to do as as a unit so that's important Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing David always says is just be you. Just be yeah. you. He always said that to me. Just be you. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's important to, to just keep in mind is how do you just be you? And if you are just being you and he's just being him, is there that that mesh, right? Because mm-hmm. then you clearly are going to see if there's a, a, a connection there, right? For sure. That can grow. But if you're constantly trying to be something else, there's no truth in right. who you are, what, you know, who you're portraying. So it's hard to see where the connection is because you're constantly doing something else. So, you know, flipping mm-hmm. and flopping and who you who you're showing up as. Wow. I think that you would definitely be surprised when you, you know, ask a couple, just ask a random, you know, not a random couple, but someone you've known, you've they may have been together one, 10, 15 years, you know, who they are and what fulfills them. Sometimes they have no clue. Right. Yeah. And they you haven't know. tried anything either. That's part of it. You never try. You don't try to understand the other person. You don't put enough effort or time into understanding the other person to see what makes them happy or to see how mm-hmm. to make adjustments within yourself so that you match them so that they know that is true love. I'm willing to change myself so that you could be happy. No, you can't change yourself. Uh, no, I make adjustments. I want to no, say change, make, make adjustments. adjustments. Yeah. Make adjustments. <laughs> you can't change. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's his other phrase. I see. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I know what they mean. Code words. I okay. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Good. So, okay. One last question I have for you. Um, talk to, or, or not even a question, I guess, but just talk to the younger generation that they may be listening and um, tell them about love and, and marriage. Impart some wisdom on to listeners of the younger generation that are listening to you and hearing you guys' love story and hearing the 46 years of marriage and love and, you know, the ups, the downs, all of that. Talk, give the younger generation some important keys that they need to, you know, take away from this. I said then let me speak first. <laughs> <laughs> Step back. So one thing I think is the word love. 
sends such conflicting messages mm. because it, it's, I think you really need to be able to define what love actually means for you, right? And then be able to communicate that to someone else. Because I think it, even as I listened to you ask the question when you said the word love and marriage, I thought, oh, the, the image that comes into my head is, you know, TV things, that romance, that fantasy. And if, if when we say love, that's the image people get and that's the image that they're moving forward with, that's not their truth their truth, right? Mm. So how do you truly define what love actually means to you? Um, and then I think, how do you love yourself first? Because if you can define love, then you know how you're giving it to yourself first. Mm. I, can't, I can't pour into this relationship from an empty cup. So if I haven't loved myself, I can't give anything into this relationship. So I have to be able to be able to define love and then know, be aware of how I'm giving that same love to myself before I can expect to give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that should be love it. Yeah, that is my message to young people. <laughs> they need to be able yeah, to know yeah, what love see, is. Again, when you talk to young people and you go too deep into <laughs> say, immediately. So okay. you're talking about love and all this. You, they're not listening to okay, that. You tell so them. what young people, they, they think is TV. It's all about the Gucci and the Louis Vuitton shit. It's about the, the, the they put on the show. They don't they don't know themselves, so they can't love another person. They don't know who they are because they're busy. They think love is money. If you talk to a young person, they want to flash their single dollar bill with the 20 around it, and they, <laughs> that's going to make them happy, and that's what it's about, and that's not about it. Love is making sure you can keep a roof over your head, put some shoes on your feet and some food in your mouth, and when you can do it for yourself first and learn that mm-hmm. you need then you know what someone else may need. You don't know exactly, but you have an idea that in order for them to love me and for me to love them, we have to have the same goals. So we have to first make sure we have a foundation where we can say we're walking into this door. This is our house. Uh, we then uh, let's put some food in the cabinet and then let's talk about what we're going to do now. Cause now we, we got a foundation. Now I can tell you how to love me. So mm-hmm. this was a great example in answering this question, how we speak the same language, but in two different ways. Yes. <laughs> he said the exact same thing I said, yes. just in two different but ways. But they won't understand you. Right? I know, they understand. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can talk down about this forever. I, I love it. Um, what would you say, maybe one, this for our listeners, one or two tips that they can do to have longevity in their love, maybe just starting today, just what are one or two just practical applications, you know, that they can do to really start loving more, um, you know, in their relationship. Can I answer this first? Mm-hmm. So I, I think they need to be honest. So couples get together and pretend to be something, be honest about who you are and be honest about what you're looking for in your relationship. Just be mm-hmm. honest upfront, you know, Tell them, I'm, I'm interested in you. I would like to have a relationship with you, but I need to know what you want from me. Honesty is good. And I also think um, learning how to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the easiest thing you can do to learn how to listen is to repeat back what the person said and say, did I understand you? Is that what you said? Is that what you were meaning? This is how I understood it. Um, but really learning how to listen because... You know, it's interesting at times when we are having an argument or a debate, I like to call them heated debates. um, 
he's saying something and in my head I don't really hear what he's saying because I'm formulating my comeback because I got to come back at him strong you know that big personality I need to come back at that personality (laughs) (laughs) and I had to I had to realize that right and catch myself because then I thought well I'm not even really hearing his point of view because I'm so busy formulating my own I I hear certain words and those are the words I use to kind of bring my comeback. Mm. So how do I fully be present and hear what he's saying so that I can respond to that versus having my comeback? So I think just being able to, to know how to listen, to hear what others are, to hear what the other person is saying. That is so great. Like, seriously, I'm that. You know, there's been a couple times I've been like, you know what? Got the best it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so happy. I mean, this is amazing. And when people say I tell you, I've been married almost 13 years in May, it's kind of like, oh wow, really? But that's nothing. <laughs> You've been married for 40, 40 years. I mean, we're like, you know, oh, it's a little bit. <laughs> I mean, so me just listening at you has been, I mean, such a tool you know, for me and my relationship, you know, and what I can do more of, you know, display, also display more of, you know, for our children to see, you know, so they can really learn, you know, how, you know, how to love again, what is love and also Mm -hmm. self-love, you know, before they get, get up and get grown and get out the door. So I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. And, yeah. And Mr. Sutton, I mean, um, no, Mr. Sutton, you're just so lucky. I mean, you both just like, I tell people all the time, just, you know, in terms of complimentary relationships, you have, you know, peanut butter and you have jelly. Nobody wants a jelly sandwich. Nobody wants a dry peanut butter sandwich, you know, but, you know, put them together. And I mean, it, it's amazing, amazing, you know, and they work very well together. Yes. You know, so just both of your personalities. I mean, you both work very well together. I mean, I, I was going to say almost 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right, Sparkle? Like that. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. And I, like I said, like, like Casey said, I, I have been listening just in awe. And I so appreciate um, the knowledge, the wisdom, and the keys that you have given us and our listeners today. For sure, it has been amazing. And I just thank you guys for coming on, sharing your love story, yes. and just giving us all of these keys and tools to be able to you know, move forward in our own lives, our own relationships. And it's just been great. And I appreciate it. And hope you guys have been you know, blessed by this as well as we yes. have. Um, Mrs. Sutton, Mrs. Sutton, uh, I know Mrs. Sutton is a coach. Rhonda, if you want to tell people where they can find you, um, go ahead and do so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I coach educators to help them reclaim their joy. Um, like Sparkle said, I've been an educator for over 30 years, and that is truly my passion. That is what I've lived to do. And so I want to return that back to the community that I love so much. So um, my website is Trust You. Y-O-U-Consulting.com. Um, log on. And if you're an educator, you can get a free consultation, 30-minute consultation with me. And I'd love to just chat and be able to create, create and hold space for you to reclaim your joy. 
Yes, yes, yes. We love it. And we thank y'all so much. Once again, any questions, comments you have, email us at livinginlove247 at gmail.com. Go ahead, love, heal, grow, y'all. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.